rad-ish. You're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio today? Hello, are you there? Yes. Oh, yes. Please introduce oh. yourselves. Who are you? Um, we are the band uh, Nightbirds. My name is Joe. I'm Derek. I'm Brian. I'm PJ. And together you are? Nightbirds! From New Jersey! Oh, yeah. Playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the Hindenburg. Also, we have in the studio today a member of an esteemed rock and roll band called VHS. VHS, newly signed! Woo! Newly signed! Thank you, thank you very the much. Suicide Squeeze! <laughs> You guys are newly signed to a record label, Fat Records. What advice do you have to VHS? They just signed to Suicide Squeeze. Oh, they don't need advice. We saw them last night. They were great. Tonight? They, they're going to kill it. Well, we saw them last night, yeah. I think they have a really bright future. Guys. And you guys are the rock and roll band Nightbirds playing tonight at the Hindenburg with who else? We're also having the Jolts and Angry Snowmen. Yes. The Angry Snowmans. Snowmans, yes. yes. <laughs> with Ty. Uh, Ty's amazing band from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Correct. I think they are. How many other Nightbirds are there out there? Oh, you mean alum, alumni? 
No, because there's quite a few night birds. Because <laughs> oh. like there's one from like Muscle Shoals, isn't there? A night birds. I don't know about that. I know there's like a Scandinavian freak beat band from like the '60s called the Night Birds. I saw a video of theirs on YouTube. That's all I know, though. There's also a band from Seattle called the Night Beats. Yes. Oh yeah, I've heard of them. Before. Uh, yeah, Brian, have you had any trouble with the Night Beats? We're night play- Birds, Night Beats. Have you communicated with them? Have you tried to do an all night gig? Have you ever done an all night gig? <laughs> have you ever done an all bird gig? Have people lumped you together? Like you're the punk band, you're gonna play with the punk band in the town. You're the bird band, you're gonna play with the bird band you're the night band you're gonna play with the night band none of that has ever happened but we were playing cast and Tass a couple years ago and night beats was playing mohawk the place that we were playing at cast and Tass a couple weeks later and a couple people were like oh it's great you guys are coming back in a couple weeks that's great what it, you're talking about night beds oh all right night different beds letters, different night, night birds whatever <laughs> one of the legion no you want them all to come out and enjoy but you are the night birds from vancouver british columbia <laughs> no, we're from New Jersey. Oh. We're, we're specifically in you New Jersey. Dummy. Like, what town do you say in New Jersey? Are you guys from? Oh, we're from all over. It's the Jersey bunch. Shore is the easiest. Yeah, that's like the easiest. Because in Vancouver, like, we're from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah, yeah. New Jersey, I guess there's quite a bit. Yeah. Do, do, do bands rep, di- like Lodi, right, of course, right? <laughs> Does anybody else rep, lo- like, who reps different towns in Jersey? Is there a town for you to take to rep Nightbirds? Like, is there a town that's ready to be taken that nobody has taken before? Do you think you can take? <laughs> oh, there's, there's plenty of towns to take. I mean, I think most bands usually rep New Brunswick. There's Because there's usually... You know, it, it ebbs and flows, but there's usually a pretty big scene there. And I think of New Brunswick, New Brunswick in Canada. Oh, yes. Yeah, I should have so, specified New yeah. Brunswick, New Jersey. Yeah, I and forgot I what country I'm and in. And Portland, Maine gets me confused, too. Yeah. Portland, yeah. Maine. There's quite a, have you had confusion with that, too? Like, you think you're playing one town, but you're actually playing the other town? Like, bands have actually driven to, like, different towns because they thought they're playing that town, but it's not really that town. Yeah, are but you... those towns are 3,000 miles <laughs> away. People so have that... done that. People have done that. I'm sure. Like, a lot of faith in that GPS. And you were the rock and roll Bands and night birds from Eatontown, New Jersey. Eatontown, <laughs> that's the town Jersey. we're going to claim. Eatontown. What is Eatontown known for? Eatontown is where Joe's house is. It's where the mall is. Uh, there's a good crab place. There's a radio station there. Actually, could 106. you please 3. introduce Brian to rest of the members of the band again? And each member of the band, tell me where you're actually from, your actual yeah. hometown. Like, let's just go through for the listeners out there. Again, you're listening to the Nightbirds playing tonight at the Hindenburg. Okay, so Joe Keller no, over you're here. From oh, me. Brian from? No, I'm from Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. But you're repping Eatontown because oh, that's where we park our van. There's a lot of little towns in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, nobody has represented Lodi since probably 1983. So ripe for the taking. <laughs> yeah, but we're not from there, so we can't take it. Well, why not? You can just take it. We'll just we set a movie to box. Lodi. I remember there was a rock and roll band called Cougar. And why were they called Cougar? Because they were from Cougar. <laughs> Close. Because <laughs> John Cougar Mellencamp got rid of the Cougar. He oh, became and John Mellencamp. So they decided to take Cougar since it was... Up for grabs. So <laughs> I consider Lodi kind of dropping off where that could actually happen. Okay, but continuing on here for the Nightbirds. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm Brian. I'm from Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. Uh, I'm PJ. I live in Sayreville, New Jersey. Uh, Derek, and I live in Upper Crew, Maryland. But I park my car, my mom's <laughs> car, in Eatontown. <laughs> and, and I'm Joe. Uh, and I li- I'm the one that lives in Eatontown. <laughs> and together, it's the Nightbirds live on CITR and... We must mention, what did we hear right off the top? You guys are doing all the work today. You've driven all the way from Seattle, Washington, where you played yes. last night with VHS. Where did you play last night? Uh, I believe it was 
Black Lodge. The Black Lodge, yeah. The Black. How did that gig go? It was great. It was it good. Was really it was a cool little DIY space with a bar next door, and there was kind of there was a show going on at the bar, and I think the shows were kind of put together to work cohesively, and uh, there was bands going back and forth, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. And then you drove up to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, to be in an Art Human Spirit radio show. Oh, yes. To personally curate a whole bunch of tunes here. We did. Uh, what tune did we begin with, the Art Human Spirit radio show? It was some discussion of what should begin, <laughs> but somebody's playlist won out. Uh, it, we started with uh, Gangrene Sold Out from the Sold Out 7-inch. And what was the reason for playing that particular one? Uh, we didn't know what to open with, so we I just flipped through my iPod and Brian picked it. It's a rager. Why not open with it? Yeah. <laughs> and we, One of the best Boston hardcore songs of all time. And we have a whole bunch of songs we're going to play here today in the Nerdwriter Human Survey Radio Show. What do we have all queued up, ready to go, as we get into a little chunk there to play? Uh, I have queued up uh, Shootin' Glue by the band Kulo from Chicago. Anything you want to say about them at all? Great band. <laughs> <laughs> How have you guys' Chicago shows gone? How have the Chicago shows gone? We've always had really good Chicago shows, actually. I think we've played there three or four times, and we played there earlier this year with uh, the band Dillinger 4, and uh, it was it was awesome. So here we go. A personal presentation from the Night Birds from Eatonville, New Jersey, <laughs> presenting to you one of their favorite songs of all time <laughs> by... Kulo. On an Artwater Human Survey Radio Show, and check out the Night Birds tonight at the Hindenburg! Gerg.
still listening, and you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, and we're live on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, with special guest DJs, the... Nightbirds. The, the... The Nightbirds. Nightbirds. And please, Nightbirds, introduce yourselves again. Who do we have? Uh, my name's Joe. Derek. I'm Brian. And I'm PJ. And together you are... The Nightbirds. The Nightbirds. And PJ, or is it Pete? You can call me... Either one. I don't care. What did we just hear in that last set that you brought all the way from New Jersey? Oh, uh, let's see. I, going back. What did we just hear there? Going back, we heard uh, the song Shootin' Glue by the band Kulo off of their album Life is Vile and So Are We. Anything you'd like to say about these bands? Uh, they're wonderful. I love Kulo. Because you worked hard to get them to CITR, didn't you? Yeah, very Last hard. time we played with this band Kulo in Chicago, well, we were supposed to, and every band dropped off the show. Neighborhood Brats were supposed to play, and they broke up. Kulo was supposed to play, and they broke up, but they still showed up after the show, gave us massages, macaroni, and cheese. And, and sandwiches. And sandwiches. Yeah. So that's why they're getting played, because we love them. That's incredible. Yeah. That is so nice that they did that. Oh, great dudes. Yeah. Usually when stuff like that happens, it gives you a headache, but they gave you a massage. <laughs> oh, yeah, a hand massage, too. And so you that, were yeah. able to, again, Nightbirds here from New Jersey, Eaton Town. Eatontown, New Jersey. Eatontown, New Jersey. They brought these MP3s all the way from Eatontown. <laughs> we got them past the border. <laughs> all the way from Seattle. And they're playing tonight, the Nightbirds tonight, at the Hindenburg with the Jolts. Do you guys know the Jolts at all? How'd, yeah, you, meet yeah. the, how'd you meet the Jolts? We played with them last time we were here. We played here once before a couple years ago at, uh, I don't know, some three-story abandoned-looking Iron Road. Iron Road. Sorry, maybe it's not abandoned. I apologize if people in the city live there. The practice was a practice. That's space, a practice yeah. space. All right, that's okay. Um, and yeah, the we Jolts there. were there. Yeah, and Josh from the Jolts did the show. Josh Hell of Atomic. a nice guy. Yep, Josh the Atomic. That, that he'd be the guy. To, he would be the guy to get the subhumans from. He probably has extra copies. I know. I've been bothering him. Because I love it. He always has extra copies. He always needs two. He always needs two. Oh, man. It's amazing. He has lots of great stuff there. So we just heard, right going back? Oh, yeah, going back after that, we heard uh, Stand and Fight by Violent Reaction on their uh, new-ish record that came out this year called Marching On on Revelation Records. And it's one of the best records. Revelation Records. Yeah. Am I supposed to say something? I don't know. Well, I remember once. <laughs> I tried I know, to interview, I want to say Strife, but it wasn't Strife. It was Ray Capo's band. Uh, Shelter? Yes, Shelter. Shelter. Yes, yeah. were they on Revelation? Uh, I believe so, right? But I wasn't allowed to do an interview, and it didn't happen. But oh, they played strange. a bar in Vancouver. That's my Revelation story. There you they go. They played cool. Niagara in Vancouver. Yeah. I don't have my... Uh, do you guys have any Revelation them, but... stories? It's... I have a, a half-assed Shelter story. Uh, one time my friend went to go see them. And uh, in like right before shelter went on, everybody was outside, like you know, just hanging out. And it started raining, and everybody ran inside. And my friend went, "Run, run for shelter!" <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody ever brought piss to your gigs? Uh, well, what's wait? <laughs> why do we go from a killer joke to you wondering if people are throwing piss at I us? I just was curious. Anybody ever brought piss to your gigs? Did they? Maybe like a. a a bottle of piss and then tried to throw it at you. Has that ever happened? Has anybody, have you ever, or have you ever brought piss to a gig? And I don't mean stuff about piss where like you all sit back and watch the guy try to drink the beer bottle that has the piss because you're mad at him or the band that has the veggie platter shoved up their ass and then they finish it off. Then you know that you did that because you shoved it up their ass. But I was just curious, has, has anybody ever piss thrown on you? 
Oh, I've had a jug of piss placed on the back of my neck. I knew there was something. <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, my, that's a good story. Piss. My my last band, the Ergs, uh, we were late for a gig, and one of the guys in the van had to urinate, and um, I said, "Okay, I'll pull over. I'll let you go to the bathroom." Joe has a very strict no peeing in a bottle in the van yes. rule, which we're all very good about. This band is very it's good about that. Because you're are so huge it went fit in there and that's why oh, yeah, it was cool spray that. everywhere <laughs> so anyway uh, that's why you were called the Ergs <laughs> it was so hard to get it into the bottle <laughs> yeah so uh, I said I'll, I'll, you know, I'll pull over I, you know, we're, it doesn't matter if we pull over for two minutes we're still going to be late and everyone in the band was we got into a big argument about pulling over and while we were having this argument about pulling over the person who had to piss pissed in a big gallon jug and then name names i'm the, no i'm not gonna name any name names, names. <laughs> there was only three people in the band and he's yeah. one of them it, it, it was a it was a i believe it was a roadie that was uh maturating uh when he used the medical term but anyway so we're having this argument and the, while we're having the argument he he does the deed so then he's like hey guys i already peed in the jug so it's a moot point so keep driving and then the person i was arguing with to add insult to injury, picked up the jug of warm piss and just put it on the back of my neck while I was driving. So it was the realization, like, oh, that's a warm liquid coming through the plastic barrier. Oh, that's piss. Oh, yes. So, yeah. And you can imagine the reaction was, I wish it were on video. It was good. That's incredible. So there's your piss that. story. That's a lot of confidence you have in yourself that you're not going to be with shaking and dropping or something like that. There was a, the convulsion was pretty good. It was like, ugh. And, uh, Pete, PJ, or what you like Pete or what? But either one you want to call me. You can call me Pete or PJ. It's now, all good. Uh, did you really fight ska kids by throwing wood chips into a <laughs> saxophone? Wow. Yeah, that was when I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, you throw friend. wood chips into ska kids' saxophones. I believe it was a trombone, to be specific. Uh, we played, My friend's hardcore band played this show at a church, at a Presbyterian church in Westfield, New Jersey. And it was, by and large, a ska show. But my friend's straight-edge hardcore band opened up the show. Uh, we were, like, 16 years old. And, uh, yeah, these Scott kids didn't like us being there, and they were, like, fucking with us the whole time. And we didn't really like that. So when the first Scott band, I think they were called Pirates of the Scarabian. Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's, uh, uh, if they're out there listening, hey, guys, like, kid shit, right? Uh, uh, my friend uh, went outside to the playground that was out back at the church and grabbed two big handfuls of wood chips uh, while we were on our way out, and he just launched both directly into the dude's horn, and it felt we felt vindicated. Yeah, and they were like trying to fight us, and we would just like fight them back, and it was it wasn't that big of a deal. Was it like ska versus punk fighting, or I, wasn't everybody unity like skins, punks, mods I, come together? That's what I'm all about. But they had a problem with us. I don't know what. Maybe because we were like younger than them, and we were like these little whippersnappers. But were they I wearing suits and stuff? Like were they prim and proper? <laughs> were no. they wearing shorts? Like they were what, wearing... what is good ska for you? Because some people have different versions of ska. Like if there's ska guys wearing shorts, some ska bands don't like because the guy wears shorts, and some ska bands want suit. You know, like there's these right. different. What ska do you like? Oh, well, I mean, Bucko Nine. Like, is, is there a rule? Has there ever been a rule 
that for this band and Derek, right? Mm -hmm. You're the new yep. drummer, aren't you? The new drummer. Yeah. You almost weren't the drummer because they saw photos of you in shorts. <laughs> like, like maybe possibly. I have there been any bands you've been in where there's been no short rules? Like, have you ever had that? We talked <laughs> at the end, we toured with that band Dillinger Four a little bit earlier in October. We talked about doing a no short tour. That we would do in the UK with uh, Dillinger 4, Swingin' Utters, and Nightbirds. It'd be the Fat Records No Short Tour. And what are shorts? Because Fat Records, Fat Mike, does he always wear shorts? Or are those shorts? I've never been through his closet, but... Looking at his legs, aren't they always exposed? Uh, there's yeah. a lot of photographs. I, I think so, Fat yeah. Mike wearing bonded shorts. Yeah. He has really tall boots, though. It's, all, it's, you know... But he was on Mystic Records, so he can get away with shit like that. People have problems with the cargo shorts, I think. Yeah, so Derek, what was it like joining the Nightbirds? Were there any stipulations? Did they do any background checks on you? <laughs> no, I've known these guys for years, and uh, everything uh, happened pretty smooth earlier this year. And yeah. when you walked in and started playing the songs, how did it feel? Uh, well, I got the opportunity to play with uh, Joe and Brian maybe, what was that, five years ago or so, and I couldn't uh, join the band at the time because uh, I was going to school, but... Uh, I ended up joining up, had the another opportunity to do it this year, and I couldn't pass it up. Uh, playing you, with these guys feels natural. Have you played great. Vancouver in any of the other bands before? I have not. Never even been here. No. How about East Coast? Have you done much Canada before? Uh, just Toronto. How did those gigs go? Good. Yeah, real good. Yeah, we, we just played, did uh, yeah, Toronto, Toronto about a month ago. It was great. Was that that Not Dead Yet? Yes. Not Dead Yet, yeah. Who was playing? Were there any other Eaton Town bands playing that at all? <laughs> no, we're, we're the only Eaton. Well, I told you earlier, we claim we Eaton Town. That's ours now. We rule Eaton Town. Somebody edit the Eaton Town Wikipedia page. <laughs> Nightbirds are from Eaton Town, New Possibly Jersey. the shittiest town for us to claim in the entire state of New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, the, the Monmouth Mall is really good. And yeah, there used to be a hot topic. If you'd like to check out <laughs> the Nightbirds from Eatonville, it's tonight at the Hindenburg with the Jolts and the Angry Snowmans as well. And we have some tickets to give away a bit later in the show for some lucky callers as well. Quote, if you like your aggro 1981 style straight up on a dirty glass. Tesco. Yes, Tesco. Tesco V. Mr. V. What was your first contact with Tesco V? Because he made an ad for you guys. What was your first contact? Because he described you guys. Because people listening to CITR might be like, oh, Nightbirds, I could win a free chick ticket to go see them tonight. Uh, if you like aggro 1981 style straight up on a dirty glass. That's what you're going to get tonight, as described by Tesco V. What was your first contact with them? I don't I know. I think it was you, right? You talked to Tesco. Yeah, I think he just... I think he got one of our records and he liked it. He reviewed. He reviewed. Uh, yeah, the first right. seven inch, the 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 yeah, self-titled seven inch of ours. Yeah, he wrote a review and we obviously thought it was cool because we're all huge Tesco fans and Meat Men fans and Touch and Go Records and all that stuff. And we were just flattered that he took the time to write something. And I think it was just a matter of you know writing him and saying, hey, thanks for checking us out. It means a lot because we're huge nerds and we love that kind of stuff. And then we just kept in, you know, in touch via email, stuff like that. And then you got him to do a promo for you guys. Yeah, that was yeah. that was Joe's idea. That was his big contribution to the record. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know those Meat Men records, a couple of them. I think I even have a flexi from. Um, he did a pr radio promo for Rock and Roll Juggernaut. There's a flexi promo disc for that, and I always love because you know he's got such a cool, you know, like promo style, radio promo style voice. Um, so I was like, oh, I wonder if he'll do that. And I think we tried to get him to do one for our last record, and it, it just didn't work out logistically. So this one we were like, yeah, yeah, can you just record something? And, and then we, we glued it together with some, some other parts, and I think it came out pretty good. Did you meet him in person at all? 
Now, we've gone to see, I think we've seen the Meat Men since. So this was like one of these Snoop Dogg, Chris Brown, Rihanna collaborations where yeah. he just like mails it in. You didn't actually yeah. get to see yeah. him do it. No, no, Did no. you get to go to his house? Have you ever seen him? Have you ever seen him in person or gone to his house? Because he has like a huge toy collection. You know, he's like totally into toys. Oh, right? yeah. He posts a lot about that. I've, we've, I mean, like, we've seen the Meat Man a couple times, but I don't even know if we introduced ourselves. I've like, said hey. hello to him, but yeah, he's yeah. never let us in his home. That'd be weird, I think. Because I think he has like one of like the biggest men from Uncle toy collections in the world, like Green Hornet, Get Smart, Munster. Like, he's a serious oh, toy okay. collector. Yeah, he has a lot this of Tesco stuff. from the Meat Man, if people don't know, right? The Meat Man, an important punk band. Yes. Of course. Uh, helping out another important punk band, the Nightbirds, yep. who are playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And actually, to welcome you to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Nightbirds, I have a gift for you guys. What? And it is in this oh, man. And it is in this bag right here. We have a little gift for you guys if you want to just, as you're opening it, if you want to describe Let's see what we got happening. here. I've got a bag. got a bag, and it says, doot, doot, loot, doot. No, I don't do it yet. The oh, yeah. Save it the I, didn't, for the I didn't finish it. I'm, oh, oh, look at this. I see it. It's a bobblehead. Oh. The base says Tesco oh, V. Yes. It's a bobblehead of Tesco V. We used awesome. to have, there used to be a bobblehead on the dashboard of our van for the longest time. It was a Joey Ramone bobblehead, and eventually it all fell apart, and then we had the head just hanging from the rearview mirror, so this is going to have to replace it. Yeah. Yeah. This Tesco is a bobble. Thank you. Uh, you don't already have that because you're we pretty collector scumish, aren't you yeah. guys? You have seen and done everything, <laughs> haven't you? Pretty much in a collector. Do you stop by toy places? Like, where did you get the Joey Ramone Bobby bobblehead? It was actually the Ergs. Where did you guys get it? We got it. There's a record store in New Jersey, Vintage Vinyl, and they, when they, I think it's the same company that does all the punk uh, bobbleheads. And they, the Joey Ramone one was one of the first ones they Agronautics, did. perhaps. Yeah. Shout out to Clint from yeah, Agronautics. Yeah. This is the bobblehead. Yeah. He's so got ABBA pants. How would you describe him to the people out there in Radio Land? He's wearing a pair of white pants with ABBA in gold down the side of it. He's got ABBA on his shoes, a cool pe pentagram on his T-shirt. he's like, flipping the bird. Yep, with Dutch Hercules on his back. It's pretty rad. Like a pagan sheepskin. And to compliment the bobblehead, I also have the... Uh, Newish meat man oh, oh, for you guys. Oh, Thank you. Too. Super I'm not sure if you too. already have that. Check out the song titles on the back, which you'll be happy to got? read now that we're in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Blowjobs blow ain't cheating. Now, if you read that in the state, let's just um, back up for a second. Right now on an Ardware to Human Serviette radio show, we're featuring an interview with Nightbirds. The language that the Nightbirds is going to be using pretty soon is offensive. And please tune out if you're easily offended or you're a young child. Okay, go ahead. All right, we got Morrissey must die, blowjobs ain't cheating, plague upon the earth, <laughs> stud, <laughs> fast food fist fuck. I wonder if my mom's listening to this. Evil in a league with Satan, we hate this riff, slow boy, faster, louder, and Caucasian guilt. So all those songs are by a guy that endorses this band. And Ardwarda Human Serviette shows presents the Night Beats, who are playing tonight at the Hindenburg. So if you like those song, uh, those song titles, fit. We haven't heard any. Are you of trying your, to flip this on us? We <laughs> haven't heard any of your music tonight. We haven't heard any of your music this afternoon, have we? So we're gonna have not some yet. Nightbirds, but we have some other stuff coming oh, up. Oh yeah. What hey, we thank, have? thank you for these oh, gifts. Sure. Yeah, 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 very nice of you. What do we have coming up right now? On the Nardwar Human Spirit Radio Show, we got it all plugged up, ready to go there. I was going to say as well, Tesco V apparently has size 16 feet. What? 
16 at his feet size. Well, I don't he know is the, really big. He is the sure. Dutch Hercules. He's, Come a, on. he's a big guy. Yeah. yeah. I, and I um and also I think Brian, you're into toy because I was thinking because like your brother-in-law is like a toy distro dude. He, he is, yeah. So that's how I was thinking that he might have. Do you have? Some? Well, he what he does is he distributes uh, only wrestling figurines. He's the vice president of the largest East Coast branch of wrestling toy uh, distribution. Incredible. Yeah, and like Rocky and figurines. And they have vintage, like dead stuff, like old Iron Sheik and stuff like they that. They didn't do well. It's more like modern stuff. So yeah, I mean, but like every every month they're making new, like uh, really collectible wrestling toys. So he yeah he gets that stuff. And there we go on an Ardwar to Human Serviette radio show with a little bit of toy info from Brian from the Nightbirds. And what do we have, Joe, ready to go right right here? We have a song from the band The Coneheads. The song is called Big City Baby. Yeah, what can you tell about The Coneheads? What can you tell people? Because I've seen some, there's some mysterious, there are, yeah, people love them. They're, they're a band of mystery. I don't, I've never, we've never actually seen them live, but uh, I, they there are put, some videos of them. I've seen yes, some videos. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen a, a couple of the videos on YouTube, but I think they're from Indiana. I know they're from Indiana. I think we were actually, last month, we were playing a show in St. Louis, and they were playing a show nearby the same night. So we They were, yeah. We were playing close to them, but we didn't get to see them. I'm pretty sure they share members with the band Big Zit and maybe others. I'm not 100% sure. And it's not CCTV, like, too. Yeah, yeah. So they're not afraid to say where they came from or anything like that, are they? Like, they're not mysteriously another band pretending to be the Coneheads. Like, it's no, not you, Joe. No, no, it's no, not no. you. Yeah, it's it, not it, your band. No. <laughs> Joey Conehead. That has actually happened to me before in an Ardware to Human Serviette Radio show. Like, Nardware, play this. It's our band. I played it. like, oh, this is pretty good. And then they're like, that was Guns N' Roses. And I'm like, ah! Like, I didn't even know. It was the early Guns N' Roses. Or we're not going to try to catfish you, Nardware. Come yeah, on. No. no. Oh, and I think Too we, much we actually have a call. Oh, well, Caller, you can always phone back, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CATR, if you have any questions for the Nightbirds, and also if you want to win tickets to go see the Nightbirds tonight in Hindenburg. But right now, here are the cone heads on the Nardwarty Human Serviet Radio Show with special guest DJ, the Nightbirds. Nightbirds. Ice.
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJs. Nightbirds. Nightbirds. And we just had Joe from the Nightbirds there provide a little bit of music for the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. And what did we just hear there? What we just heard is a song by Takeshi Teruchi. was Gan Roku Hanami Odori. Forgive me if I mispronounced that. And uh, he's a Japanese uh, surf guitar legend uh, that our old guitar player kind of hipped the whole band to. What year was this from? Oh, I, I'm not exactly sure. I think it's from the 60s. Such they, good fidelity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think someone just someone just reissued like an LP collection of a lot of his stuff because he, he, he did a lot of stuff over the years. And then uh, before that, you heard the song Walls Grow Skin by the band Secret Side. Uh, that's a New Jersey band, not Eaton Town, but they they rep Long Branch, which is the town next door to us. So that's from their unreleased. <laughs> us, their <laughs> next. That's from their unreleased LP, the Erebus LP. Um, so that's some like hidden New Jersey stuff. And uh, before that, um, you heard the song "Thanks for the Night" by The Damned, which I put on the set list because. Nardwar, before we came here, I watched your interview with the Damned from, I think it was 2008, when uh, Captain Sensible hit you in the face with a banana. Yes, actually it was 2001, a week after 2001. 9, a week after 9-11. Oh, man. Wow. But that was a good interview. Too soon. Too soon. And what was weird is, I got the cheese in my face, I got the banana in my face, and what an honor, I mean, Captain Sensible oh, yeah. in my face. Sure. Yes. But Captain Sensible's management then complained to me that... Captain Sensible put a banana and cheese into my face. Like, they complained to me. Like, you didn't what replace the crudite. They were was, angry that, was... that I somehow got him riled up that he would put a banana and some cheese in my face. Like, he like, didn't get enough protein that day, and he didn't consume the banana, and it ended up in your face, so they were mad? I don't understand how that could be. I think be. it was like, one of those things where, like, I was once postering for a gig, and a guy came up to me, and he said, have you ever been kicked really hard before? And I was postering. And I didn't know what to say. Because if I said yes, he this would guy's kick me. It. Yeah, and if I said it. no, then maybe he would kick me again. And we are live. Yes, how are we doing? Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show Live. We got a fan. Yes, he's a longtime CITR listener and participator as well. Oh, really? Yes. That's awesome. At the CITR studio. So, but uh, yeah, I guess, anyways, to make a long story short, I was blamed for getting the banana and cheese. Yes, uh, and I also like that you brought up his uh, rap song. What in the course of the interview? Thank big, you, big, so- big fan of the captain's uh, solo uh, career. So, thank you for referring back to that. Appreciate that. <laughs> and what else do we? Was that everything? Oh, and then from the top, we, as I mentioned before, we heard the Coneheads. The song, the song is called "Big City Baby," and that's from, I believe it's a self-titled LP. So amazing! Yeah. So amazing! Great band, yeah. Uh, Brian, where did you learn to hold the microphone? Where did you learn to hold the microphone? To hold the microphone, like you know. hold the microphone. A very he's uh, what would you say? Like, like, he's like uh, he has, holds it at the base, like Richard. Like you, you're, you, what? you, you hold it very well. I didn't know I had. Yeah, it. Would you, yeah. would you say he has a mic Derek, style? Yeah, you, I do. Yeah, you got to hold the microphone like an ice cream cone if you want to get the proper. You don't, you don't want to like cup it with yeah. your hand. Yeah, I, I always when I've been seeing, I was like, no, that. you can't do that. Chris Pierce, the guy who produced our last record and a good friend of the band, he told me a long time ago, you can't do that because then it's gonna feed feedback. But whole you bunch. have to do that. Because 
because the rest of the guys in the band have it to 11. And you can't hear yourself unless you do that. Well, that's that one is. of the few tips that I picked up through the years. Don't go switching me up now. No, I, that's what I meant. It's so amazing. You hold the mic. Amazing. So who oh. told you to do that? I didn't, until this very moment, organic. I didn't know I had. Yeah, it must have been just natural. Like, like you do it Like so they said, like correctly. holding an ice cream cone. Like holding the bottom of a sugar cone. You do it so correctly. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. Oh, thanks, Nardwell. I was also curious, Forward to Death, you were in a band called Forward to Death. Yeah, I was. Did Jello ever see Forward to Death, or did you ever talk to Jello Biafra about Forward to Death? Nope. Have you ever done a gig with Jello? Yes, we have, and he Nightbird came to see has. us. Yeah, Nightbirds has, and he came to see us one of the first times we played San Francisco, but that didn't uh, that didn't come up. How come you didn't want to bring that up? To be honest, I didn't think about it. Because I once met Snoop Doggy Dog, and I was with my buddy John Collins, and John Collins got to actually smoke up, smoke up with Snoop Doggy Dog, nice. and I said to Snoop, "This is the guy that got me into you, my buddy John." That's cool. Like you know, yeah. this is the be- like you could have said forward to death. This was the beginning. You know what else? I met Jay Maskus last Saturday night, and I was in a band called Psych to Die, also based off of a Deep Wound song. And I thought about it after the fact that I didn't mention that to Jay Maskus either. Have you guys had other regrets? Have you had any regrets like that? That's not Jay- a regret, by the way. I have a or brain cramp because he probably would have just looked at me and just stared at me, and then I would have felt like a dork. I think regret wise, uh, one time I was at the Warp Tour in 1996. I think Eminem. No, no, pre maybe it may it may have been ninety five. I could be getting the Warp Tour played Vancouver, yes, one year, and Eminem played. That was ninety nine. He was bottled. He was bottled he was, he was, in New bot- Jersey. He, he was, was bottled too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the guys that threw the bottles? No, everybody threw bottles. Like, yeah. I met a guy in Vancouver that threw the bottle. <laughs> like, threw, oh, there was like, just one bottle because New Jersey there was a well, lot maybe it was, of bottles. He was bo- wow, this is amazing. It was so coming. I guess with no net, we it never. Was probably knew. every fucking night he was getting bottles <laughs> launched at his head. It was amazing, and I think Fletcher from his Pennywise also ripped off like Kid Rock's chain and stuff like that too. Oh, we have a caller. Are you there? Hello, caller. Hello, caller. Are hello. you? Hello. Uh, go ahead to the Nightbirds. I have two questions for the Nightbirds. All right. I recognize this voice. Who is this? You've, you've never spoken to me before. Ah, that's what you think. Ooh. Caller, <laughs> caller. Thank you for phoning. Is this Eminem. Thank you for phoning in, caller. Really appreciate it. Six zero four eight two 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 four eight seven UBC CITR is the number. If anybody wants to call in and talk to the Nightbirds, and if you're lucky, you might be able to win some tickets because the Nightbirds from Eatontown, New Jersey, are playing tonight at the Hindenburg with the Jolts and the Angry Snowmans, and they're live here on an Ardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show caller. So go ahead to the Nightbirds. All right, guys. I was just wondering if you guys took Night Turds. And my second question is, if you guys really are night birds, why are you guys doing a radio show in the daytime? Oh, man. First question. Hard-hitting questions. I rarely shit at night. It's usually, I'm a very early morning shitter. But, you know, sporadically sporadically at night. What was the thing about now that McDonald's is doing the breakfast menu (laughs) through the whole day, now there's going to be a lot more night turds? Yeah. Ba-boom. That's a bit of a twist on a sharpling, I believe. I think Andy Kindler might have made that. And what was the second, what was the second question again? Caller, what was your if second you, question? It feels so weird to call him Caller. If you guys- what? I think it's important to call the Caller Caller because I hate other radio stations that use a name. You are a Caller, aren't you, Caller? Yes, I Do you want to be identified? It no, just you seems- know, no, no. Caller is what you're supposed to use. The Caller is the proper way of doing it. All right, I'm sorry. You're the pro. I'm just, no, 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 I'm I, just pointing out. No, it I just seems- it's like you want to be an anonymity. You want the ah. anonymity of being the Caller. So mm. Unless Caller wants to say who the Caller is, but Caller, go ahead. Your second question. My name is Blake. 
Nice. See, he did. He did want. <laughs> yeah, he to. Want, All right. He didn't want to be anonymous. And that's that's right. important. I learn something every time on an Artwater Human Serviette Radio Show. Thank you, caller Blake and Nightbirds, for telling me to ask. The what about Blake names. the caller? No, Can no, we go? No, have, you don't have to do anything. It's, no, it's, it's okay. It's <laughs> Blake the caller. As Joe said, please go ahead for the second question. If you guys really are night birds, why are you guys doing a radio show in the daytime? I, I well, don't the, know. The sun's not yeah. out. I think that that counts, you right? Know, we're doing the radio show because you're mama. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! Well, actually, caller, the night wow. birds, believe it or not, got up early today. How early did you get up today? It wasn't all that early. No. <laughs> How early for, 10 a.m. But still, for touring, that it could be early for touring. To get well, a band going at 10 a.m. I, I mean, we got up at 5.30 I, yesterday to catch flights, so today was I, a treat. I will say, night turd related, um, one of the best like uh, hecklings the band ever got is like the band. It, we weren't. We were done playing, and the band after us was setting up, or the band after us was playing, and somebody heckled the band after us and said, "Bring back Night Turds." <laughs> so he actually heckled two bands at once. He said, "Bring back the last band," and by the way, I'm also going to make fun of the last band too in one sentence. That was good. That's right. pro heckling. Uh, uh, Call, caller, did you want to go to the gig tonight at all? I live in Seattle. Oh, we just played there last night. Where were you then? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't go, but uh, no thanks, caller. And I didn't want to go by myself. Yeah, sorry, guys. Hey, no worries. Uh, when are you guys playing Seattle again? A couple years. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling, caller. Really appreciate. It. Anything else you want to add to the people out there, caller? Um, no, I can't think of anything. But um. You guys should be the the daybirds in the daytime then. Yeah, we'll, we'll consider we'll consider it. We'll put that in the suggestion caller. We'll put it in the suggestion box, Blake. Well, Blake the caller. Oh, well, actually, we have one last thing. Um, VHS, please sing over each VH. Uh, who do we have from VHS again? Please introduce yourself. This is Chris. Chris from Chris is from the band VHS. Are you playing any Seattle gigs coming up? Maybe talk to the caller. Tell uh, the caller about your gigs. Uh, wait, what month is it? December nineteenth at the Sunset. Where you oh, live? really? Yeah, in Ballard. Where do you live? Well, I I live in Tequila. Oh, Tequila, huh? Yeah. All right. Chris, tell us uh -oh. about Tequila. I don't know anything about Tequila. Caller, you tell us about Tequila. That's um, Blake. Oh, Blake, Blake the caller. Blake I think we decided on that. You know? Oh, you go to Lucky Liquor. You know that place? No, I don't know that place. That's a new place. Uh, they're gonna have some shows there. Uh, yeah, CJ, that really? Das up gig. He, he'll be booking there. Cool. Thank you, caller, uh, again for okay. coming. I'm sorry we don't have a 1-800 number and you're paying for the call. The caller... Let's keep him on as long as we can. Yeah. The caller paid for this call to call you night turds. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. But it's thank a long-distance tackle. Thank, thank you so much, Blake. Yeah. Really appreciate you listening. And doot-doot-a-loot-doo. Doot-doot. And you're still listening to the Nardwarty Human Serial Radio Show. If anybody from Vancouver wants to call, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. Uh, Brian, what flea market did you buy your Mondo Bizarro at? <laughs> the Collingswood Flea Market. And what year was that? Because that's a pretty good score, like, at his flea market. or is It was a cassette. It was like a sunburn cassette in, like, 1997, probably. So were you like, man, what a score? I didn't know. No, I mean, that was my first punk thing. I didn't even know. I was like... 14 or something so i was getting baseball cards and then i saw that and i was like the ramones I've, I've heard of them before where did you get the misfits cough cough cool seven inch was that trick-or-treating and Lodi? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was hanging out in Jerry Only's mom's basement, and I stumbled upon a box of them. Because and... there's 200 of those, and you have one of them. I do, yeah. How did you get that? Uh, it was eBay. I wish I had a slightly more interesting story. Have you heard but... any trick-or-treating stories from people going to Lodi hoping to find one in Lodi? No. Well, we had a friend that actually... Um, How much was... is that worth, by the way, Joe? Oh, I don't... I know it's worth a lot. He's, I'm, I'm not the guy to ask on, on record prices. It's pretty rare, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a thousand-plus dollar record. And it's I bought also... it when I had money before I had a child. And honestly, it's also really cool. It's, an, it's a... Like, that's... A super good record. It's a yeah. it's not like solo a, record, right? Yeah. Yeah, those well, songs are great, and those versions of the those versions, songs are yeah. great, too. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, we have a friend who got the Who Killed Marilyn 7-inch. He went to, like, an antique store, and they had just acquired a Marilyn Monroe collection. And they had the 7-inch up, and they did not have it priced appropriate. Again, I don't know what it's worth, but they were selling it for, like, $10, and it's like... It was with little <laughs> Marilyn statues and just little Marilyn yeah. Monroe bullshit and... <laughs> That's amazing. I guess I was just wondering about the trick or treating Lodi because Mike Lavella from Gearhead Fanzine used to be in a band Half Life. He was friends with Glenn Danzig. And Glenn Danzig said, You need some Misfits t shirts? And Mike Lavella was like, Sure. Went over to Glenn's house. Glenn opened up his cupboard and there were all the shirts, every single one hanging there. And wow. I think Mike took every one. Like this was back then. Back, so I didn't, wow. you know, that was the insider. I just saw it yeah. you know, from the Eatonville Insiders. The Eatonville Insiders live, the Nightbirds on the Nerdwater. Radio show. And where'd you get your screeching weasel cassette, too? I got that from a gentleman named Jim Testa. He did Jersey Beat fanzine out of uh, probably Jersey City or something. That's a neat item, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. He started doing that uh, in the late 70s, and he was getting a whole lot of you know demos and stuff like that and records for promo and... Uh, yeah, I've become with uh, buddies with Jim over the years and bought some stuff from him. What about Helen Keller's Surfing with Steve? Dude, those were crazy. There was a little while where I somebody stumbled upon a box or two of those, like just mint copies that he had in a basement somewhere, and he was selling them on eBay for like 50 bucks a pop, and I, I picked a couple of those up. And you know what was a bummer about that is like just before he came across those copies, somebody was buying it for like $1,800. And then he found like a bunch of, of stock copies and was selling them for like fifty bucks a pop. Sucks to be that guy. It's and a then, great, it's a great tune. Oh, yeah, great tune. Wasn't what wasn't that song in like a car commercial? And then yeah, yeah, surfing one with Steve of, surfing yeah, it was. Was, was on it was in a car commercial, and then that record got yep. blew up again. I think. That's the band Helen Keller, done yeah. by Norman Durkee, who is originally from Seattle, Washington, oh. Seattle. He also played piano on Taking Care of Business. It's interesting. Oh, you know the piano and taking care of business. Randy Bachman from Bachman Turner Overdrive always tells this great story. It's like, yeah, we were in the studio and then the pizza delivery guy knocked on the door and we're like, hey, why don't you try something on the piano? He did it and he left. We never knew who it was. Well, it actually <laughs> wow. was Norman Durkee. And he was from Tacoma, Washington. And he sat next to Ted Bundy in class. Oh, Whoa. my God. All that amazing stuff. That's a from great that string of tales. Helen Keller surfing with Steve. And also Hidi Amin as well. A great record as chosen by the Nipers. You guys didn't chose, choose that record for today. Wish I had now. Radio. Yeah. So, how is Leanne Batson? I don't know. She cut my hair maybe 10 years ago, but I ran into her then. Leanne Batson, who I went to middle school with yeah, when I was like party. 12. Yeah, she had a pool party. <laughs> <laughs> she certainly did. Yeah, that was one of those moments that I think led to me being involved in punk rock. She had a pool party, and I went when I was like a little awkward kid. It was surprising that I even got invited. 
And I didn't like to wear bathing suits with the net because I didn't like the way that the net felt on my skin. So I would wear my regular underwear. Just hold on a sec. You didn't like the way the net, since we're on Canadian radio, felt on your cock. That's what you'd really like to see. Yeah. Let's put this, you know, they have the Wu-Tang yeah. generator for names like Translate. This is Google Translate. In the States, you'd say, I don't like the feel of the bathing suit on my body. But in Canada, you can say what you really want to say is, I didn't like the way the knit felt on my cock. No, I really <laughs> wanted to say body. <laughs> no, you didn't say body, though. You said skin. Just talk skin. about the cock. The yeah. head of your cock is how you meant. <laughs> yeah, it just felt uncomfortable. On I'm, that mesh. Yeah. When did they start making mesh? I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, yeah, so I didn't like that. So I wore my regular, uh, you know, whitey tighties in the pool. And then I was changing inside and I left my underwear on the ground. It had my initials in it. And I didn't realize I did it. And I went back to the party and I'm like talking to girls for like the first time. And turned to the crime scene. Yeah, try, you know, and everybody's like, you know what? That kid's all right. You know, we picked on him and we just thought he was a big loser. And he's actually pretty cool. And then Leanne Batson's mom walks out into the backyard holding my underwear up like a fucking flag. And she reads off my initials, BWG. And she's like, who, who belongs to these? And I'm like, oh my God. And then I walked home because I got laughed out of the party. That was one. That was an event. Wow. That, that was an event that led to my. What Nightbird song is that? Oh God, that's pretty much all of them. Is, did you take that idea and put it into any of the songs? Because that's an amazing song idea. No, not directly, but indirectly into all of them. And Derek, <laughs> speaking of hard-ons, how big are the hard-ons in Australia? Because you've put out their stuff, haven't you, in your record label? Uh, I just did the uh, U.S. pressing of uh, their new album. Uh, they they seem to be holding well for themselves in Australia. Um, I was just trying to give them an extra helping hand uh, in the States. You really can't find their stuff. And uh, I got the opportunity to uh, press up 500 copies of the new record and uh, get that distributed over here. So In Australia, did they have major label distribution? What are they like? Because they're pretty big. I was, like they're one of the biggest bands ever, aren't they? Like they're sort uh, of like the clash. They're bigger than that for sure. And they've been around for quite some time. I think, I believe, 84. Yeah, and do they have big major distro? How did did you have to license it from some majors, or what's their distro there? No, um, the record costs like thirty bucks over there, so people from Australia were mail ordering it for me. Uh, after shipping, it was cheaper than even buying it, like off the wall of a store in Australia. So, um, I got lucky with that. No, I didn't have to sign anything or deal with any bullshit. It was super smooth uh, operation, and I have a lot of respect, more respect for the band than I even did before for. Uh, you know, hooking that up. You have a lot of dealings with the colonies, don't you? Like you dealt with Red Mass, the colonies, Canada, Australia. Yeah, yeah. How Roy Vecino. Red Mass? Uh, Roy Vecino was in a band called CPC Gangbangs, and uh, I picked that record up because it was actually on Swami Records. And uh, I loved that LP, and right when I was getting into it, the band was calling it a day, and in came Red Mass, and so I got the opportunity to press their first 7-inch. What were the Redcoats like? Uh, I don't think Redcoats ever actually had a real band practice. I think it was uh, my first real band, and uh, we needed no instruments. We just made a bunch of stickers and passed them around school. <laughs> because yeah. speaking of shorts and stuff, I love the name Redcoats. Like, you could have dressed in, like, yeah. Redcoats. Like, it looks really, really Greek garage yeah. rock, sort of. Like You could have had stickers that said, the Redcoats are coming. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that's a good gimmick. Yeah. We read something this morning, Nardwar, on the way here about our Portland show tomorrow that essentially said, what, what was the write-up in that Portland magazine about how... Basically because we don't have a gimmick that this just shouldn't work. <laughs> like, I think the opening line was, Nightbirds shouldn't work. That's the very first line. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, well, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the write-up. There are some interesting no tidbits associated with the Nightbirds that I think are gimmicky. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, you're a total gimmick. You guys, We're not a total gimmick. No, sorry. I'm a total gimmick, but you have a total gimmick 
that other people would totally would like to have a total gimmick, not all gimmick, but total gimmick. You have John Bonham's snare in your music? Yeah, that's true. Well, no, was it John Bonham's snare? You have John Bonham's old snare drum. Yeah, I think. Uh, then your old drummer? Uh, yeah, Ryan. I went, thought it was Bon Jovi's. No, no, we have Bon Jovi's. We had Bon Jovi's. We had Tico Torres from Bon Jovi's snare oh. for a minute, too. But no, when you guys, before I was in the band and before Derek was in the band, when they first went over to Europe, you guys played a show and Ryan borrowed a snare from somebody and the person he borrowed it from said, uh, John Bonham had used the snare so i think that's where that came from he also played vista lights and that's our gimmick (laughs) i was just saying the guy in portland borrowed a snare no i could have if i was writing that in portland i would have said the night birds they've touched some bon jovi (laughs) snare they've used some led zeppelin snares and now they're gonna snare you in tonight in portland wait wait till you hear the gimmick snaring problem and that's pretty hard it's like what bands have had those that's pretty cool and where are you playing in portland in case anybody's listening from portland right now um the blackwater we're playing the blackwater in portland yeah tomorrow tomorrow night and tonight you are playing the hindenburg with the jolts and as well with the angry snowmans and we have some tickets were you gonna say something at all yeah i was gonna say wait till you hear the tape machine that we recorded onto for this new album joe oh Oh, what was it on van halen it was on a van halen record i think i I believe a led zeppelin record led zeppelin three or i think Uh, more led zeppelin more yeah just making it up i don't know gotta get the lead out no No way to verify those claims by the way this is all allegedly well i mean that's that's our gimmick pretty much nardwar is that you know we just try to touch led zeppelin in any way possible Uh, the dna like the swab because you like a lot of those reel to reels they have like you know, you Q-tips. You have to clean. Them. Oh yeah, you got to clean those machines. Could, heads, yeah. During the recording, did you yeah. think about grabbing a Q-tip and just like swabbing a bit of that to see? It, <laughs> no, we get... purposely didn't clean it, so it would kind of like. But then you could swab it and get, get DNA some of the tests gunk. done. On yeah, it. we guess... we got some oh. of that on our tape. Was the idea? Have you guys discovered that, like, when you walk off stage and there's snot like on the wall or something like that? Have you had that ever? No, I... that's a Canada thing. Really? I've like, had snot on myself because, like, I'll be playing and my nose will be clogged. And, like, I'll probably do it tonight because I'm, like, getting over a cold. But just blow my nose on my shirt. So that's that, disgusting. Uh, yeah. How about, though, dealing with spit? Like, Nick Flanagan from The Brutal Nights. I think you like the band The Brutal Nights. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. He was once doing stand-up comedy. And he reacted amazingly when the crowd spat at him. He took the spit that landed on him and rubbed it back on the guy that spat wow. on him. That's like, a good move. I, I love that. Have spit you justice. had to deal with that at all? Like, no, I don't know. think I've had spit on. I, I, yeah. Like, no. how do you react to people spitting? Another guy came up to me once said, after I did a performance, he said, you know, I spat on you 25 times during the gig, and I didn't really know what I was supposed to say. Again, another didn't know what I was supposed to say. Sure. Have you had that ever? Somebody approaching you, no. I spat on you 25 times. Spit equals getting kicked. If you spit, you get kicked. Have you ever sat at a urinal? You sat. Sit at a urinal. Well, sorry, not sat. <laughs> Have you ever stood at a urinal beside somebody? Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. And what is urinal etiquette, Nightbirds? You just stare the, at the wall, do your business. You you leave a space between yeah, the one if, if you can. Rule. Yeah, you you have a. You're look now. There's some splash. Have you ever you talked to somebody when you're at a urinal? Sure. Have you ever turned to talk to somebody when you're at a urinal? I prefer not to. That's what a guy did to me. (laughs) I was at the urinal, he was at the urinal, and he turned right full stream and said, It's Nardwar! He turned his body? Not just his head? It landed on my tartan pants. What's wrong with this guy? Wow. Oh, no. 
And then I had to like take the tarn pants off as well. And did you wipe it on them like the guy from Brutal No, Heights? I just ran the hell out of there. Oh, it was man. Really scary. I my, just, I just you I blew it. That. Yeah. My line for when people talk to me at the urinal is, could you wait till my cock's not in my hand anymore? <laughs> Resume this conversation. <laughs> that's that's your catchphrase. Can you please wait until my cock's not in my hand? <laughs> I'm happy. I finally broke in. Yeah. The rock and roll band and Nightbirds. You're finally saying it on CNN. We're ready for Canadian, Canadian radio. radio. There's so many college students right now sitting outside the window listening to us say cock. I know you can hear us. It's fewer and fewer. Somebody just made eye contact. Yes, it's amazing too, but also... She waved. Hi. Let's also say hi to everybody listening out there in Radio Land, 101.9 FM. And for people listening, we have some rewards for people listening. We have some tickets to tonight's gig. And we're going to kick in right now to a Nightbird song just quickly. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to a couple other songs as well. And this is going to be what you're going to hear tonight, possibly. I, we might throw it into the set. I'm not sure, though. This is indicative of the Nightbird, so. Oh, definitely. So if you'd like to win tickets to go see the Nightbirds tonight, it's 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. That's 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. And you can get free tickets to go see the Nightbirds tonight. At the Hindenburg, they're playing the Hindenburg with the Jolts and the Angry Snowmans, the Nightbirds from Eatontown, New Jersey. 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR, and here are the Nightbirds! This is the way nightmares begin, or perhaps end. Very, very naughty little Hitler. 
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. And you just heard right there. Who did we just hear right there, Brian? Please. That was the Nightbirds from uh, Eatontown, New Jersey. Eatontown, Eatonville. I like saying Eatonville. I like it, too. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Eatontown, Eatonville, New Jersey, playing tonight at the Hindenburg. We gave away a pair of tickets. We have another pair of tickets to give away if you want to win them to go see the Nightbirds playing tonight. Thank you, caller. Your name will be at the door, plus one, to go see the Nightbirds. Joe, how did you meet your wife? Oh, I met my wife at a um, music festival in Baltimore, Maryland. She's from Canada. She is. She's a Canadian citizen. She's from Montreal. What has she told you about Montreal? <laughs> uh, well, uh, pizza I, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things I like the most about Montreal, I got to say, is everyone I've met there is super upfront about how terrible their pizza is. Like a lot of times we go to other places and they're like, no, our pizza's good. It's, it's really good. Trust me. And then um, usually let down. But everyone I know, I know people from Montreal that just don't like pizza. Because they're just like, no, pizza? No, I would never eat that. I would never get that. And then if they come to New Jersey and we give them some pizza, they're like, oh, okay, this is what it's supposed to be like. Has she told you anything about Canadian punk at all? Like you're marrying a Canadian lady. Oh, uh, I know some Montreal bands. I like uh, Modern Day. I like uh, the band Omegas. They're really good. Um, Although I don't know if they've been so active in the last couple of years. And we mentioned CPC Gangbangs and Red Mask. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I like uh, the Nils a lot. Um, I also like... They just reissued it, the, the Wipers 7-inch, the Canadian Wipers. I don't know if you've heard that. Uh, the Nils? No, no wipers. The, the Wipers. There's a, Cana- a Canadian. No, I did not know yeah, the Canadian. A, I thought you were calling the Nils the Canadian Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. They're the Canadian replacements. Um, but, yeah, there's there's a Canadian Wipers, and they just re- repressed that record, and it's pretty pretty. What badass. label? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um and you are Joe Keller, yeah. who will forever be known. <laughs> Joe Keller, who will forever be known to a certain generation of New Jersey punk fans as Joe Erg, plays bass in the punk metal band Nightbirds, Jersey Beat Fanzine, punk metal band. We've just given away <laughs> some free. No, yes, yeah, that's that's what Jersey Beat fans say. But you love You're Jersey Beat because they give you some good <laughs> records, right? Jim gives you some good. Cassettes. Yeah, so I let them get away with that metal <laughs> shit. But punk metal. <laughs> so the callers that are calling in are they winning tickets to a punk? Me- are you punk slash metal? Sure. <laughs> Would no. you anything you want to say? It Have is. you guys yeah. played metal gigs? Yeah, we I went on tour Municipal Waste in January. Yeah. yeah. Baboom? Is that a baboom or not? Are they really are what metal? Yeah, no, they're like thrash metal. Yeah, municipal yeah. waste. Yeah, we went on tour with them in uh, in January. But it's Pretty not cool. full on metal because it didn't say punk. It's like you know, yeah. kind of like crossover. They're the speed metal. Punks. Yeah, speed metal punks. Yeah. What do you remember about recording at Egg Studios? Didn't you record at Egg? Oh yeah, the, the Ergs. Because they have an interesting board there too. You're talking about your new album. Yes. Has some stuff from Zep. Yes. But this board is from the very T-shirt you're wearing. Connor oh, Ford. it's from Stax. I didn't know that. He didn't tell me that at the time. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, but yeah, my, my old band, the Ergs, recorded there, and, um, you know, um, he was pretty cool. We wanted to test we wanted to test him the first day we were there, and we said, hey, Conrad, we want to d- record this song where, you know, it's like a long, 15-minute long song, and then we want to record this other band that we're on tour with doing the same song, and we want you to, like, we want to overlap one over the other and, and, like, to see if he would be okay with that, and he was like, I think that's pretty cool. And we're like, all right, he passed the test. This is going to be a good project. And that's what we did. We recorded the band we were on tour with, 
Hunchback doing the same song as us, and it, we kind of like faded one in and out of the other ones. When was that? I believe that was 2006 or seven. I think. One of those years. Brian of the Nightbirds, what's it like working right beside a McDonald's? <laughs> uh, I have, I've never been in there. I've heard the stories of people's exits. What have you <laughs> learned about a McDonald's? What have I learned about a McDonald's? You know, working next door to a McDonald's. Because you work next door to a McDonald's, don't you? Yeah. It makes me lose a little bit more faith in humanity than I guess I had already lost. <laughs> Is there some hilarious stuff you hear from the drive through window? Like some stuff that, like... Just fighting constantly. People give those poor employees hell every day, and then they speed out of the parking lot, almost run people over and throw their trash on the ground. Have you done gigs at your store? Because you're like of a store near the McDonald's. Have you done gigs at the store? No, I try to keep it all very, very separate. What about the bait and tackle place? Isn't there a bait and tackle place <laughs> there nearby? There's several. There is. I believe it's mostly a drug front, but yeah, there might be bait there. And you work in floors. <laughs> Have you done any celebrity floors? Hardwood floors, because I imagine quite a few celebrities get some hardwood. I have, but I legitimately don't think I could talk about that. (laughs) Chris Christie. Chris Christie's floor. We could say that because that's not true. What what does floor look like? (laughs) I guess people are probably wondering, what would Chris Christie, because he's in a New Jersey guy, isn't he? Yeah. What would his floor look like? It would probably have to be reinforced concrete. Bada bing. Have have you guys done gigs with bands that have dads that are politicians? Or have any politicians come to your gigs? Or have you countered any politicians? Not that I can think of. Like, did Chelsea Clinton ever come to one of your gigs? No, I don't think Chelsea Clinton would be. I see you have what, what wasn't didn't we read have you ever done a celebrity fundraiser you know like Jello has done those big fat you know voter punk voter have you ever done those type of things she, he got to meet like Joan Baez and stuff like that have no, you ever I don't think so Ralph Nader no Bernie Sanders I was trying to I get you to yeah, yeah I, I wish I wish I could Bernie Sanders that. has some punk connections doesn't he yeah he uh, he set up an art space I believe I read an article about it I think it was on Vice he set up an art space in like 1981 when he was the mayor of um Vermont. Burlington, Vermont, and uh, he, it, that was like a the punk, like hardcore show space, like in the early '80s. Yeah, I think he played bass in Deep Wound for a little while. <laughs> and again, we're speaking here to the Nightbirds, who are playing tonight at the Hindenburg with the Jolts and the Angry Snowmans. They're from where? Eaton Town. We're from Eatontown, yeah. Eatontown, New Jersey, and they're live on the Nardwarty Human Servant Radio Show to Jolts from Vancouver. You guys, Mutiny at Muscle Beach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is on cassette. Is that the first release on cassette on Fat in a long time? Yeah, a very long time. Now, what was it like to convince Fat Mike to do a cassette? It was easy. They're they're honestly super cool about everything. But you brought cassettes to Fat Records. Yeah. Like, some of us, like, you're bringing the funk. You're bringing the punk. (laughs) <laughs> the fat, but you brought the cassettes. Well, we brought the cassette that's going to sell about 25,000 copies less than any cassette that they have ever sold before. Yes, we did do that. <laughs> the backside of the mutiny and Muscle Beach test pressing, accepted and rejected? Yeah, we had a rejected test press. What did it sound like? It sounded like the first song on side B was the last song on side A. So it wasn't actually a sound problem then? No, it was just a fuck up a secant when you guys agreed to do a split flexi disc with no effects did you have veto power over what song they would use (laughs) (laughs) we didn't even know that was gonna we didn't even know that that was yeah that just that just showed up on the internet one day people were like oh you got a split flexi with no effects you know what that does and what is their song sf (laughs) 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what they do is like so to promote their like newish records, they'll put out comps for like big. I just fe- say like the people out there that they have. They're veto- having a nice time. You no, know, but did they have veto power over you coming in here? No, saying these, we don't want you. These people have no authority over whether we're here or <laughs> so not. So you had no veto power. My man. What, what kind of sandwich is that? What is that? Would you, could, maybe, holding a sandwich. Joe, can you describe what is happening here? We're live at CA. There's some it's people ham, outside ham the hogan. booth. <laughs> some, st- I think, some students pres- presumably outside the booth. Miley um, Cyrus might be listening, boys. Maybe. <laughs> They're waving. <laughs> do do the loot do. Oh, he, he did it. Knows. He, he knows. did it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure the listeners enjoyed that because they could really hear. They're through glass. We're pointing yeah. through people. Good old we couldn't hear visual gags on the radio. We That's saw his we bring lips to the go. Table. He knows. Did, um, did Sick of It All welcome you to Fat Records at all? No, but they did not welcome us. Were there any interactions that you had with Fat Records, um, Sick of It All? We played a showcase, uh, a Fat Records 25th anniversary showcase. At like 3 p.m.? Yeah, it was pretty early. And, and you went home, got changed, went for a swim and came back and Sick of It All hadn't got on. And you showed up and you're like, hi, I'm from the new band of Nightbirds. Like, what the hell are you doing here? Get the hell out. You don't have your patch anymore because you wash it off. Why do you have to go on so early? Why can't they put the last bands doing cleanup? Have you guys ever played cleanup before? What's cleanup? What's cleanup, Joe? I think it's like they have a headliner and then there's a band afterwards. Yes, like you yeah. get to be the headliner. Why would we want to do that? No, because isn't it better than going at 3 p.m.? No, to play after everybody leaves while they're sweeping off the floor? That's a, like an honor to do cleanup. <laughs> You're a headliner. That doesn't sound like an honor to <laughs> me, Nardwar. Okay, anyways, back, that, to, yeah. back, back to Sick of All. Sorry. Did they welcome you at all to FAD? No, I really have not a whole lot to say about Sick Fiddle. They they played that festival that we played, and uh, I did talk to Lou a little bit about how my, my, my ex-boss and PJ's current boss was in the video for, like, Scratch the Surface or something, where they're doing all, in the video, they demonstrate all the different, like, mosh moves, and... Uh, Oh yeah, our boss. Our boss was doing the uh, the windmill where you uh, do a little dance where you swing your arm around as if it was a, a windmill. Yeah, you can find that on YouTube.com. Quote: Your family thinks I'm weird because I don't really seem to care about Taylor Ham or the Stanley Cup. Yo, Jersey boy, it's on you. Know the words to every single Misfit song. I don't think I know the lyrics to any Misfit songs. Have you ever read their lyrics? The Unlovables, Jersey Boy. Oh, that's oh that just came out. Yeah. Taylor Ham. Taylor yeah. Ham from New yeah. Jersey. Have you ever Purple. had a ripper? Ever had a ripper at all at the I Rutz Hut? The Rutz Hut in New Jersey. It's like a giant food place. The Rutz Hut. The Ripper. Like a famous hot dog place. You're talking about pizza and stuff. I think, is that, that's I, maybe Patterson, New Jersey, I think? That's out of Clifton, our wheelhouse. Clifton, New Jersey. Clifton. Clifton. Oh, that's nearby Clifton. That's nowhere, uh, near, nowhere near Eaton Butts. I, I had a giant hamburger at the Clifton Diner once. It was called the Hercules Burger. What about a New Jersey Sloppy Joe? Have we ever had a New Jersey Sloppy Joe? That's yeah, we have one in studio. At the basis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because that is not really a sloppy Joe, is it? It's a clubhouse. Do you know that? Because it's not the regular sloppy Joe. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a, cl- it's a clubhouse. I did know that. There's an amazing deli called the Townie Deli. And uh, we played a show a couple years ago. And the gentleman that owns the Townie Deli brought a bag of sandwiches for what I thought was me. But it was actually for the band. And then I ended up keeping all the sandwiches. sandwiches. But he made me a, a classic Jersey sloppy Joe. And yeah. winding up here with the Nightbirds from Eatonville... Eaton Town, New Jersey, playing tonight at the Hindenburg. Quote, they charge an arm and a leg. <laughs> Brian? Yes? They charge an arm and a leg. Who does? Oh, man. I don't know what the hell you're talking Frank about. Frank and Nardwar. Hooker. 
The oh! Movie, the movie Frankenhooker. Because you like Frankenhooker, don't I you? I do. Yeah, it's a great film. In Brain Damage, because that was another guy that did that. Same guy. Frank same guy. Lauder. Same guy did Brain Damage and 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 Frankenhooker. Frank Hennen Lauder. There's a punk scene, right, in a fake club. Yeah. I think that scene was deemed so offensive that I think so, that Frank Hennenlotter told us that some people quit the movie because of the scene. Because there's like a blow, that's like the blowjob scene. Yeah, it's a little at the end rough. of that. Ever see Zombievers? I have it. That's a newer one. Yeah, right? yeah, it was this amazing movie there. Who was the Nature Boy robe guy in the Fest Thirteen vid? <laughs> he stage dove with a beer. I don't know who that gentleman was, but he was like he. He was representing. Someone. He he was he was Rick he was Rick Flair chopping Brian, who's the one person in the band that doesn't really care about wrestling. So he so, picked the wrong guy to like do a wrestling if thing you too. Watch, yeah, if you watch the video, Brian just very shamefully no sells it. He just looks confused. He's like, "What?" The guy didn't drop. He didn't uh, break kayfabe. He kept. Uh, he stayed in character. I saw him outside after the show, and he was just kept up the Rick Flair character. Does that sum up the Nightbirds, though? Does that sum up the Nightbirds? Nature Boy in a robe. Yeah, I think so. Like that's I mean, that's what people are gonna get tonight sure. at the Hindenburg. Like, like, what are your fans in a robe stage diving with a beer that with, is... with a touch of Led Zeppelin? That's kind of our gimmick. And yeah. you guys also played a funeral parlor. Have you played a funeral parlor? Oh, yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. What's that like? Does it still funeral parlor ish? No, it's closed no. now. Did it feel like a funeral parlor? It sure did. A little bit. Yeah. Friday, May thirtieth, two thousand fourteen, New York City, Irving Plaza, Anti Nowhere League. The oh. Pro Mags, Mephiscopheles, Up for Nothing, and... Nightbirds. <laughs> Nightbirds. And an all-instrumental Nightbirds set, because I was sick and I didn't go. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I was right after Punk Rock Bowling a couple years ago, and I came home. Oh, man, I was sick for like a couple weeks, and we had that show booked, and then I, I bailed the day of. Was the reaction from the crowd, you think, better than if you actually did show up? <laughs> they, throw, they, throw, they threw bottles like M&M um, at the 1999 that's what I was wondering, like, No, because I was just wondering, because that does sound like you know, anti nowhere league chromix. Would that be a tough ride, or does it still exist anymore? Does everybody love everybody? I mean, it was just people just looked at us like, what is this? That's And, it, you know, again, we weren't playing at 3 p.m., but it was rather early. <laughs> Irving Plaza was still pretty empty quote abdominal stretch transitioned into a modified shin lock brian <laughs> abdominal stretch transitioned into a modified shin lock i That's said that? wrestling no wrestling. it's bella's signature move the bella twins wrestling what's the closest you've got to the bella twins are the Bella Twins models? Help me, anybody. The Bella Twins, they're wrestlers. They're WWE wrestlers. Yeah, that's what I thought. The closest guys... I got to them? Man, I don't. No idea. I'm, the, not, I'm not the wrestling what's guy. What's the closest you got to Sum 41? Was it Avril Lavigne? <laughs> what's uh, the closest you got to... Or Total Chaos. Ever got close to Total Chaos? No. We did get close to... Um, two WWE wrestlers did watch us uh, a year ago. I think it was Paige and Alicia Fox. They watched us in, in Florida. Yup. Joe, some nights we'll play with a noise rock band fronted by a topless skid-marted meth addict. It takes all kinds. What band is this meth head? Uh, I don't know if I can say that on air. I can't, remember, I can't remember the name of the band, but I wasn't in the band at the time, but this story was so funny. Didn't she grab the microphone at one point and she said the, she said the sentence, I have been speeding all day and now I've got shit ass. Yes, she did. That was, yeah. she did say that. Yeah. I can't remember the name. I honestly sparkled something. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember. What happens to band members when they leave the rock and roll band, the Nightbirds? Um, they get a T-shirt. A yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a generous severance package. 
<laughs> and lastly here, I was curious. I wanted to dial something up here on the thing known as YouTube. And as I'm doing that, maybe you guys can mention again where you're playing on all that stuff that's happening tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Night Birds. I'm just going to look something up here. Maybe you can just tell the people as I look this up what is going on tonight and where you're playing in Portland. We are playing. Well. We are playing a Not Your Buddy gig at uh, the Hindenburg in Vancouver. I think the show starts at 8 or 9 o'clock with... Um, the Jolt. The Jolt. The, the Angry Snowman. The Angry Snowmans. Frank Love and the Tubuloids is the full gig. Uh, it's going to be five bands. And here I found what I wanted to actually show you. This lastly here, coming up to CITR News, coming up to CITR News, we have this. What is going on in this video right here, Brian? We have the survivors. Oh, this is sick. Oh, hell yeah. Nuclear <laughs> waste. What is going on? Thanks, Nardwar. I appreciate you bringing this up. What, what is, <laughs> could, you, could somebody give a little, we're playing video on the radio. What is this happening? Is, this is about to be an oi ploy cover that my first band did when I was like 14 or 15. Oh, listen to that. Look at them pants. And could you describe the audience? Like, is there such a good pit? It looks like so many nine-year-olds. How young does that audience look? Oh. And, and actually, the drummer is the first Nightbirds drummer, Coastman. Yep. Okay, so we're going to back on. People just tuning in right now, yeah. what are they seeing you guys look at? Explain. There's an audience of people at a VFW hall. The, all the lights are on, so it's very fully lit. Um, I'm wearing some sweet cargo pants and an Oi Scouts t-shirt with the Simpsons uh, as punk rockers on the t-shirt and uh there's some people pogoing to the intro of an oi ploy cover and what about the rest of the band you said that some of them went on to stuff the drummer of this band went on to be the first drummer of nightbirds this again if people want to play along at home is the survivors nuclear waste that is happening here. but i just love the pit that is going on it's awesome yeah do gigs still happen like this this was the jersey shore in 1998 that was my wife. I didn't even know she was in this video. And there we have it. Yeah. An oi polloi cover. 19, Pretty good. 1999. Holds up. Um, well, thank you so much for coming in to the Nardwar to Serviette Radio Show, Nightbirds. I guess we'll have to catch you at the Hippie Mansion, the Meat Locker, the Hamilton Street Cafe. <laughs> I don't think you'll be catching us at any of those no. places, but <laughs> those places you can go to the Hindenburg tonight. Uh, what YouTuber is your tour manager friends with? What YouTuber? We don't have... A, I'm the tour manager, and I don't have a YouTuber. Do you know any YouTubers, famous YouTubers? Are you a YouTuber? Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody what was has a Young account? Skin, the Sticky Pages? That was, a, that was a band that had one practice, one show, and then recorded a seven-inch in three consecutive days. And you guys are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We have a cool medical system, but so does Germany. German doctors are cool. They save Mikey Erg. It was, yeah, it was oh. Mike Nightbirds, not Mike Erg. Our first guitar player got hurt. We played a show somewhere in Germany, and he fell off the stage. It fell on his guitar. We had to go to the hospital, and they fixed him up. Yeah, and they said, uh, the, the doctor said, uh, oh, his, his milzt, which is, I think, his pancreas might be punctured and i'm like well you know we have to get on a plane in four days what will happen if if this if this has hap happened to him and we get on a plane it's like oh he will die and so yeah, then we, very <laughs> blunt. we scammed like the uh the the well i'm not Do gonna you say brag about that on the radio <laughs> <laughs> maybe i should he got an x-ray that's all i'll say and he's fine yes. 
Well, thank you so much, Nightbirds, for coming into the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. What do we have right now to end the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show? A couple of songs before the news comes in. The news have kindly let us have a few extra little minutes here. Yeah, we're going to open this block up with uh, a new Tenement song called Under the Storm Clouds. This was my favorite record of 2015. And, uh, and if time allows, we're going to go into a couple other ones. What do we have there? we got the Nasty Facts with Drive My Car, the Red Dons with Auslander, and a Jersey band called Shrapnel with Combat Love. And if anybody would like to go see the Nightbirds, we've given away one pair of tickets. We have another ticket to give away, 604-822-247, 604-UBCCITR. The Nightbirds from Eatontown, New Jersey, tonight at the Hindenburg with the Jolts and the Angry Snowman. 604-822-247, 604-UBCCITR. Or if you're in the building here, come on down and we'll give you a ticket. We yeah. also have tickets to give away if you'd like to go for tomorrow night to the Mint Records ridiculously early Christmas party at the Astoria. Names will be at the door so we can give you tickets to that too. Win tickets for tonight and tomorrow 604-822-247 604-UBC-CITR or just come right in here to the building of CITR Radio. Um, Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Callers. Thank you very much for having us Nardor. We had a very nice time with you. Thank you so much. Why should people care about the Nightbirds? Why should people care? They don't have to. They don't have to if they don't want to. It's well, optional. We should, though, because we're good. Well, thanks so much, <laughs> Nightbirds, and do 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 do